Go! Brace yourself. All right, everybody, listen up. You wanted a better outdoor radio show, and we heard you. Yeah! An outdoor radio show for all people. Sweet! A show that all others will be judged. We are at the point of no return. You demanded it, and we created it. You basically yell everything you say. Oh, yeah! Let the revolution begin. Let's crank it up! Welcome to the revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. There is unrest in the forest. There is trouble with the trees. <laughs> Jim, how often do you listen to Rush? Limbaugh? Anyway. Rush Limbaugh? <laughs> Uh, all right, so we are talking tour de forest on uh, this week's show, are we aren't we? touring the forest? We are the forest. We're not doing it by bicycle. We're not taking steroids. We're talking conservation, buddy. We're talking hunting. We're talking off-roading. We're talking lots of good stuff, Jimbo. Uh-oh. All right, so who's our first guest, buddy? Hey, our first guest is, get this, Dudley Phelps. He's the host of The Gameskeeper of Mossy Oak. That's The Game Keepers. Him, too. Also, The the Gamekeeper podcast is so fascinating. He's going to be talking to us about planting trees, bunch of habitat uh, conservation. And, and, and hybrids. Yeah, if you just want to have nice landscaping and have deer eat it, yeah. you know, get some pollinators out there. He's going to also talk about how you can find Toxie Haze in a tree near you. Yes. <laughs> uh, then, Jimbo, who's going to join us? Next is going to be Christy Lee Cook, and she has a program called The Most Wanted List. Little elk hunting, little mule deer hunting, little long-range shooting. This girl's going to be here for it all right now. Yeah. And then finally, Jimbo, you're being a lot of help today. Uh, Who are we wrapping up with? Hey, we're going to wrap it up with Steve Nessel. He's the marketing manager at Yamaha Motor Corporation talking about his hunting in Kansas. Hunting all over the world. Some uh, side-by-side action. Some ATV action. Uh, He's like Arby's. He has the meat. Uh, He's got it all. All right. So, Jimbo, let's get to him. Hey, we're going to get to Dudley Phelps with uh, the Gameskeeper of Marcio. It is the Game Keepers, not the Games Keeper. Trev just closed his eyes. The Game Keepers of Marcio. Does he have a twin? Let's get to Phelps Dudley. <laughs> Arby's, we have the meat. It's a tour de forest this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now kicking off a two-part interview with Dudley Phelps, host of the Game Keepers of Mossy Oak, Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern and Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. All right, so Dudley, Jimbo's going to ruin your name and your title. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you, you're you the tree man. You're the man with the plan. Mr. Dudley, how's it going today, buddy? Guys, it's going great. And uh, we're out, been out in the field collecting seed for the nursery, doing a little hunting. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Now, your nursery, you grow trees there. That's kind of a long-term process, isn't it? It is, but we've figured out how to kind of speed the process up, and, and we're growing, you know, what we call a superior tree. Uh, deer love to eat the acorns from our trees, all kinds of critters. Um, and, yeah, if you know what you're doing and, and kind of follow our lead, you can have those things making fruit or acorns or whatever in 
seven, eight, ten years. Oh, wow. Now, love watching your show again, The Gamekeepers of Mossy Oak, and you also have a a, a podcast um, to accompany it. Um, but you have an awesome nursery, the Mossy Oak uh, Native Nurseries, and you guys offer uh, a, multipu- a, multipu- a multitude of uh, hybrid oaks. But let's get into this nursery for a second. Um, mm-hmm. How it all started Toxie Hayes was out hunting, and he noticed there was a lot of deer um, conjugating near one particular oak. And uh, can you kind of take the story from there? You ended up planting like thousands upon thousands of them, and kind of developed the story from there real quick. Well, you know, like you said, he was out hunting and noticed all the deer were going to one tree, and and he wanted to know why. So he started collecting seed from that particular tree and, and literally growing them in his backyard after work. He'd come home and water them. And, it, you know, at some point his wife, Diane, said, you you got to do something about this. You know, you're turning our yard into a nursery. <laughs> so uh, as luck would have it, uh, a little nursery came available for sale down the road. Uh, he picked that up. I was a student in forestry at Mississippi State, and uh, I just kind of found out about it and I've been working there ever since. That's been over 15 years. Mm. And uh, so that one tree, we, we've turned that into a, a bunch of trees that we found that we deem superior. And we started finding these hybrid oaks that are so fascinating because they, they grow faster. They can produce acorns at a younger age. Uh, they can handle different site types better than other oaks. Uh, so they can grow in, like, poorish conditions and, and do better. So it's it's just a lot of fun, and and it's it's a good fit for the hunting industry for sure. So what you go and get a bur oak, a sawtooth, a little berry white, bam, we got a hybrid. <laughs> I mean, exactly. How do you cross pollinate and make this tree? I mean, it. I mean, it truly is. Is Toxie up that tree? Yeah. Is Tox? <laughs> does he have a tree stand in it? Is he an observer of the cross pollination? Uh, oh yeah. He's- He's really good at, at finding them. I'm good at finding them. So you can find they naturally occur really? in nature. You just have to be good at identifying trees to find the subtle differences. Now, can uh, you actually pick out like the, you know, this is the daddy, this is the mommy. I mean, can you kind of pick out what these species are or is it kind of like uh who's who a mixed it's a bag? Shot in the dark. Yeah, I mean, do you kind of know? It can be tough. But when, well, we're, we're just good at it, but uh, we're also planting those seeds from those hybrid trees we find. Yeah. And then you can use the thousands of babies to discern what the parents are. Wow. By looking at the individual traits. But uh, we also find them in our nursery. So we may grow 30,000 swamp chestnut oaks. And 20 of them will come up looking weird. <laughs> and so uh, we'll plant those in, in a seed orchard somewhere and monitor them. Yeah. Uh, if they start producing at a young age and the deer start hitting them hard, we know that's a winner. And we'll keep that one. Some of them we don't keep. Uh, but you can do it artificially. You know, you could rent a big cherry picker and, and get way up in there and, and put some male pollen from one kind of oak on the female flower from the oak, you know, from the top of that tree. And that's that's very complicated and time-consuming. Mm-hmm. But we don't really get into that. Yeah, you know, the the gamekeepers of Mossy Oak, it's really fun, and also listening to you on your podcast, 
Um, it, it's kind of like a college class that's actually interesting that I'd want to go to. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh my god! I mean, you're just is, interested in the pollination. Yeah, that pollination <laughs> is pretty special. No, um, it, it's. I wish more people would do this type of conservation practices. I don't think people understand how important it is to plant trees. And I mean, not only is it you know cleaning the air, it's beautiful to see. It's great for the wildlife. I mean, the the benefits of it is endless. It truly is. But it does take a long time. And so the sooner that we can get out there, Mr. Dudley, and do this kind of stuff, uh, it, it's essential. It is. We're, we're eat up with it. And, and most of our customers are as well. You know, you, you get out there and plant, you know, maybe you order five trees and you watch how fast they grow. Uh, it's it's contagious and it's it's addictive, um, and it's not just trees. We like to, you know, grow all the wildflowers and native grasses. You know, it's not all about food. You got to provide habitat, um, and if you have a lot of songbirds around your place, that's a good sign that all the wildlife are going to thrive. You know, so we're not really just deer and turkey centric. We like the diversity. We like managing for everything. You mm-hmm. bet. Hey, Dudley, we've got to take a break. Can you stick around? Oh, I'd be happy to. This is, I love talking about this. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, we're talking with Dudley Phelps. He's the host of the Gamekeepers of Mossy Oak. Uh, Tuesdays at 9 o'clock and uh, Sundays at 1030 on Outdoor Channel. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Mr. Dudley, what you do is absolutely fascinating. It truly is. To learn more about you, the show, the podcast, how you can help us uh, in our neck of the woods, buddy. Where can we find you online? You can find me online. Let's see. You can really just go to the Mossy Oak website, which is mossyoak.com, and, and go from there. But, uh, you know, Gamekeeper Podcast as well. But just the easy way is to go to Mossy Oak, and you can find all of our little small businesses and such. You bet. Hey, more Dudley Phelps right after this. Don't go anywhere. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. On air for over 17 years. Hold on. Hello? Don't forget to tell them about JimandTrav.com. Oh, oh, yeah, the website. Wait. What? Can I borrow $5? Goodbye. Don't move. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will continue in a moment. It's the ultimate culinary adventure. I'm Yevang. I love to create amazing food with animals that aren't necessarily on everyone's list, but they should be because they're delicious. Invasive species, beware. If you didn't tell me that was carp, I wouldn't know. The snails are kind of fun in here. Food star Yevang is biting back. I get it. It bit me. Ah, frick! Ah, bit me. So I bit it back. Feral with Yevang. Series premiere November 28th at 9 p.m. on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. I'm telling you, I think there's something there. The Revolution with Jim and Trev is back with our Tour de Forest. Now let's get back to Dudley Phelps, host of the Gamekeepers of Mossy Oak, Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern and Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Here's part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking Tour de Forest, and this is perfect for our guest, uh, talking about 
the gamekeepers of Mossy Oak. Now, Mr. Dudley, you guys have the Mossy Oak Native Nurseries. Um, let's see, you know, Jimbo mentioned that we live in Kansas, but we have listeners all over the United States. Um, can you help us in our neck of the woods, or are they going to be species specific to where Mississippi. you guys are at, or do you kind of help everybody everywhere? You know, that, that's a great question. Um, I've, I've got a close friend that's really good at identifying trees. He's up in northern Missouri collecting stuff for me right now. Uh, we've, we've got folks all over that, that help with this mission. And uh, I'm just sitting by the phone all day uh, when I'm not in the field, and people call in and they'll describe, hey, I'm Jim, I'm from Iowa, and we're in the Lurse Hills up there. You know, what are some good things to do that I can plant? And, and I help them figure out what to order, and I help them come up with a game plan mm. based on their goals. Uh, that's, that's what I do. And uh, it doesn't really matter where you're from, or even if we don't have something for you, I can help you find it and help you attain your goals. We're happy to help. All right. So, say I contacted you and I, I wanted to order some trees, and say we decided to go with these hybrids. Now, once I get them in, I know there's probably a certain amount of attrition. you got to make sure they're watered and fed and all of those things like you would if you had a new puppy. But uh, do you have to actually put cages around them? Because I would think if they're that tasty, when they're seedlings like that, won't the deer eat it? That's right. Um, and the, the very animals that we're trying to help will destroy them, tear up your trees. And so, you know, we want them to wait until they're mature and dropping fruits before they start enjoying them. So we either, I recommend what's called a tree tube or a tree protector. Uh-huh. It's just a, a plastic cylinder. You know, you, you drive a little stake, you plant your tree, and you slide that tree tube over the top of it. And uh, if you do that and follow our cues on doing some weed control, a little fertilization, planting them in full sun if they need to, um, 90% of the time, that's going to become a mature tree someday. You know, I think it's also important, um, you know, people don't realize, like, again, living here in Kansas, uh, we went through a terrible drought, still in, still in yeah. a terrible drought. And, you know, you, a lot of farmers and people will say, oh, you know, that big tree right there, it, you know, it's just fine. Those roots are down deep enough. You need to take extra special care of those trees that you have uh, and be watering them and be fertilizing them because you're not going to see necessarily the f- effects this year. It could be three years down the road and you lose an entire tree line. I mean, water is essential. Fertilization is essential. Weed uh, protection is essential. There, there's so many things we have to think about even after they're established. Isn't that right, Mr. Dudley? That's right. Um, there's there's a lot of things. You know, I'll, I'll rewind a little bit, and, and proper planting time yes. in your area is essential. So uh, you guys have had a really droughty fall, but if, you're, if you get them in the ground and water them well uh, until the dormant season, they'll send out a lot more roots. And then when the winter rains hit, they can be sending out more roots underground. So versus planting in the late spring, you have a lot more roots, and that, that way they can take in more moisture more easily um, compared to planting in the late spring, which a lot of people do further up north. Uh, but you can put mulch around them, and that will help trap moisture trying to evaporate out of the ground. And, you know, back to planting only a few a year, if you try to plant 200 trees at once, 
going to be a lot harder to baby them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe do 20 trees a year, and that way you'll have more time with each individual tree to get them off to a good start. Now, do you think um, due to practices kind of widespread uh, across America, we've lost a lot of our pollinators? Is that something you guys deal with as well? Because I know just personally in my wife's garden, we're not seeing that kind of stuff. Uh, as we used to frequently, um, is that something else like bees and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Anything that yeah. pollinates just isn't showing up. I mean, there's the toxic yeah. as it even. I put showed my up. wings on and I fly. Yeah, <laughs> everybody. That's becoming more and more a serious issue, and and people are starting to pick up on that. You know, what we were talking earlier about how we seem to be so deer and turkey centric, but yeah. uh, insects and pollinators are so important. Uh, we farmed everything. Uh, we've got cows grazing everywhere. Now we're spraying roadsides. There's really nowhere for insect habitat to exist anymore. And so, you know, save a corner of your food plot. Uh, plant some wildflowers. Plant some native grasses. Another thing, trees, you know, uh, oak trees. There's a guy named Doug Tallamy that's done a bunch of research. Oak trees house like three to 400 different types of moths and butterflies. Wow, really? Um, so by planting oak trees, you're in, increasing that, that pollinator load that's going to help our crops. Uh, what do baby birds eat? What do turkey poults and quail eat? They mm-hmm. eat insects. Um, and so uh, more and more people are starting to figure that out, and that's a great thing. Now, yeah. Diversity wins. Did that, that first original tree that Toxie came across, did he, like, pick it up and plant it in his front yard? Instead of, like, Joshua tree, it's like Toxie tree. <laughs> do you guys still have that original tree? We do. Do you uh, really? Actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we refer to it as the Stevens Oak because they found it on a, the Stevens place. Really? And it, it's actually a cross between an overcup oak and a white oak. Wow. That is cool. How big uh, is it now? It's a huge tree. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool, man. All right. So, again, it's such a fascinating uh, topic, and we could go on for days and days. Uh, but the Gamekeepers of Mossy Oak, again, Tuesdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sundays, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Um, it is a must-watch. People truly need to listen and take notes and implement these practices uh, wherever they can, and also listen to your podcast. Where can we find you online, buddy? Uh, well, the Gamekeeper podcast, uh, gamekeeper.com. Uh, the podcast we release every Tuesday morning, and you can get it anywhere you can get a podcast Apple, Spotify, YouTube, etc. You bet. Hey, that was Dudley Phelps. And uh, coming up next is Christy Lee Cook. The host of The Most Wanted List. Yeah, that's Sundays, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. And also just look up Mossy Oak Native Nurseries. So many awesome uh, species and varieties they offer. Mr. Dudley they will one called help a toxie. The, the toxie tree. Yeah, that's right. Mr. Dudley, God bless you. Thank you for everything you do. And thanks for coming on, buddy. Thank you, guys. I had so much fun. And uh, maybe we can do this again sometime. Oh, you bet. You bet. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. You know, every time you log on to JimandTrav.com, Travis gets an electrical shock from a collar that he has to wear because he lost a bet. See? (laughs) Oh, sorry, Trav. Mm, One more time. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. 
Oh, no, th- th- that's it. Sorry. So please try not to go to JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The revolution will return after these short messages. Experience the global hunt for adventure. All of a sudden, there's like 30 bull sharks around me. Those are aggressive sharks. With Donald Trump Jr. and the Field Ethos team. I'm going to Colorado to work at a bar and fly fish and hunt. I'm sure your dad loved it. Yeah, we went over great. They're adventure seekers with hunting, fishing, travel, and conservation embedded in their DNA. Field Ethos, Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. And watch extended cuts exclusively on My Outdoor TV. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. We're back. The revolution with Jim and Trav is on with Tour de Forest. Now let's launch into another two-parter with Christy Lee Cook, host of The Most Wanted List, Sundays 12 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. Hey, we're back. We're talking Tour de Forest on this week's show. Hey, before the break, we had Dudley Phelps on. He's the gamekeeper at Mossy Oak. He is the gamekeeper. There are no steroids in this Tour de Forest. Uh, just good people and hunting. We're uh, organic. That's right. Just now, be joined by Miss Christy Lee Cook. She is the host of The Most Wanted List. You got to watch it every single Sunday, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. She is a whoppity knocker downer. Uh, Miss Christy, how's it going? <laughs> it's good. How are you? Yeah, as my father would say, you're sick in bed with your feet in a wood box. Yeah. Uh, You're feeling a little poorly today, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a little uh, lazy, I guess you could say today. Now, my only lazy days is when I'm sick. (laughs) That's not a good thing. Now, you just, what, you were in Hell's Canyon chasing elk. Now, were you in Idaho doing that or what? Yeah, I was in um, Idaho, up in uh, Joseph, Idaho, at Boulder Creek Outfitters. Oh, yeah. Our yearly hunt, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's so. I mean, when you talk about Hell's Canyon, uh, it is literally the deepest gorge canyon in America. Actually, deeper, I think, than the Grand Canyon. It is deeper than the Grand Canyon. And the expanse, though, it covers like three states. Hell's Canyon is huge, Christy. I know it is. You you literally like every time you're at the bottom of it, you realize how big it is. Yeah, I can understand why you'd want to get a a guide outfitter to take you in there because where do you start if you don't? Well, it's um like I've been to Hell's Canyon on the Oregon side without a guide, and you know we had a mule deer hunt a while back, and it was, I mean, we got it done um, in a unit that I drew a tag, but. We just love going to Boulder Creek. I've known Matt for a long time since I had like my very first TV show back in like 2010. Mm -hmm. And I've known him ever since. And it's just nice when you have someone that has a lot of property over there. Um, You know, they actually do, it's a draw tag. So there's a lot of guys up there that draw tags and they hunt all the BLM land uh, that's kind of throughout the area, I guess you could say. And then his ranches that eat outfits on are in between um the blm as well so it's kind of there's a lot of public land up there too but thankfully we just have like a lot of land to hunt on and cover but the hell's canyon part of it like the there's different areas of it (laughs) some of the mountains are like you look at them and you're like hey i could probably hike that one and then there's other ones where i shot my bull two years ago and they they call that one no man's land and Mm. that one they like do not 
like shooting anything in. <laughs> it just takes too long to get them out. Now, you made an incredible shot. It was 600 plus. I didn't know you were a long distance shooter. That is a long ways, Christy. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. That was my the furthest I had before that was 570. And then that one was 601. Wow. That is a long poke right there. I yeah, mean, actually, actually, Travis's uh, longest shot is, what, 585 yards. Yeah, but I did it with four shots. So, you know, div- <laughs> <laughs> you know, so quarters. <laughs> Just kept shooting and shooting till I hit it. Raise it up some more. <laughs> now, 600, I mean, when you think about 601 yards, I mean, that is a long, long ways. I mean, and, and the thing is, you were hunting in dense fog, so you guys had to wait. And also, there was a lot of elk, uh, so you got to be very careful that you don't hit another bull. Very selective. Um, but the, the truly yeah. big bull that you wanted was bedded down, but it was foggy. And so you guys actually had to wait for the fog to clear, right? It was actually like the most intense shot that we've made or I've made just because by the time the the elk came out, there was over four. There was probably around four hundred elk. Wow! Yeah, Man. it was insane. And the bull that I did want, yeah, was literally bedded right in the middle. But I knew that because he was he was way bigger and he had a lot more mass. But I knew that if he Don shot his bull, and then I got on the gun and was picking a bull out, and there was these two bulls fighting just up top of the herd to kind of off by themselves. And every time I would go to pull the trigger on one of them when they were stopped fighting and kind of he was separate, then the fog would roll in and then it would roll back out and I'd say he'd be somewhere else and, you know, turned a different way and then I'd get on him again and then they'd start fighting. And so I couldn't make a fighting shot like while he was, when he would stand there pausing for a second because every time that they would start moving and, like so fast that I could have shot the other bull, which I mean, he was a good bull too, but I didn't want to make a bad shot. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was literally like probably 10 or 15 minutes of just like fog roll in, get ready, pull the trigger and then fog roll in and then it'd go out and then he'd move and then it would go out and the fog would come in. And then, so yeah, it was really far shot and really dense fog. And, um, I was pretty very, very happy with that Trigicon 10-mile scope that I used. I oh, yeah. That was my first hunt with it, and it was pretty awesome. Now, you've mentioned uh, Don, which is Donald Trump Jr. You were out there. How did it come to be that you guys used the same rifle? I mean, normally when you go hunting, you have more than one rifle. She probably hit him. <laughs> normally. <laughs> I mean, how did that yeah. work out that you guys used the same rifle? Well, he, so everyone that I have, uh, shoot out there. I have them on my favorite gun, which is my Gunwork 7 Psalm. And every time, that's just my elk killing gun. And I had my 6.5 PRC, which I shot last year and yeah. I had it, but Don was already set up. He was, um, he was prone on some rocks and he had it just there. His bull, you know, he shot, it was dead and laying there. And I was, it just worked out instead of me trying to get, we were just focused on Don. And so when he, got his bull and the elk didn't know what happened i just snuck up there and literally like (laughs) crawled right over the top of him and got on the gun and then got a bullet and it was pretty (laughs) it was pretty funny i can't wait to see the footage from it yeah because i i crawled up there got a bullet and we both got a bull out of the same herd with two bullets and 
same gun. It was pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we've got to take a break. Can you stick around? Yep. All right. Hey, we're talking with Chrissy Lee Cook. She is the host of The Most Wanted List on the Sportsman's Channel Sundays at 12 o'clock. That's right. Uh, this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, My Outdoor TV. Miss Christy, before we get to a break to learn more about you, your partners, elk hunting, everything you have going on, uh, social media, where can we find you online? Where can you find me? Uh, you can find me at Christy Lee 15 on Instagram or Christy Lee Cook at Twitter and Facebook. More Christy Lee Cook right after this. Back in my day, there was no such thing as the internet or social media. We had to ask Willie the town drunk to get all our information. Thank goodness for the all new JimandTrav.com your one stop shop for all things outdoors. JimandTrav.com Stay right there. The boys will return after these short messages. Discover the primal joys of cooking fresh, wild food over an open fire. For decades, Grandma used to throw the pheasant into the crock pot. Well, guess what? The food world has evolved, and so should your cooking. Lifelong outdoorsman and gourmet chef Andrew Zimmern demystifies and simplifies the entire process. Sounds complicated. Very, very easy. Andrew Zimmern's Wild Game Kitchen. Monday nights at 9 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Pretty cool, huh? Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Tour de Forest. Now back to Christy Lee Cook, host of The Most Wanted List, Sundays 12 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. Here's part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking Tour de Forest on this week's show. And before the break, we were talking with Chrissy Lee Cook. And, of course, she's the host of The Most Wanted List on Sportsman Channel. It's Sundays at 12 o'clock Eastern Time. Now, the thing is, when we left, you were laying prone, shooting at a big bull. Why did those animals run when Don Jr. shot his? Um, well, one of the reasons, that's one of the main reasons we like to shoot with a, a suppressed rifle. Um you know, for very many reasons, um, it helps save your ears too. You don't have to worry about ear protection in the field, which I've been hunting with a lot of people that never wore ear protection and <laughs> you're like hunting and being like, Hey, and they can't hear you. And you're yeah. just like, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> they can't hear everyone that doesn't shoot with a suppressed rifle is deaf for the most part over, over a course of their life, you know? Um, so it's hard on your hearing without a suppressed rifle. And, um, it also is helpful when you have to do a follow up shot. It's just nice. They don't know where it came from and it's quieter. And, um, it, so yeah, so they didn't, they kind of looked and, but they couldn't hear us. We were far away and they didn't know where it came from. But after the second shot, they knew something was up and they took off. <laughs> yeah. Now let's move on to mule deer hunting for a second because you took your biggest, uh, mule deer with a muzzle loader. Um, now was this your first muzzleloader hunt too? I mean, this was a massive and he was still in the velvet, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. He, um, actually was, was in the velvet until I, <laughs> so the night before that's um, been like my dream is to have a buck in the velvet. Yeah. And, um, I, we saw him and I 
wanted that buck and we went after him and he had rubbed his velvet off overnight. Oh, really? Just, <laughs> yeah, overnight. Uh. Literally overnight. I was so mad. And like he had just like a little bit hanging on his antlers still. And I was like, I'm shooting you just because you rubbed your velvet off anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would so, leave the uh, shards hanging when I had them mounted. <laughs> yep, I'm doing it for sure. I'm like, well, I got a little bit of velvet, so so I still have my velvet buck that I, I have to get for my most wanted list. But he was a little tiny, tiny bit in the velvet still, but he was a beautiful buck. Um, and I think he was like 185 or something like that. So he was my biggest buck, and it was my first muzzleloader hunt. So pretty cool using the muzzleloader and... You know, it is different, so not what I'm used to by any means. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, Listen to you talk, your your dream, your wish was to get a buck in the velvet. My my wife's wish is to get a Michael Kors purse. Well, you know, different taste. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Different strokes for different folks. Now, I mean, that that was a long poke, too. I think that was 160 yards, wasn't it? With a buzzer loader? Yeah. Yep. It was about 160. Yeah. And you're like shooting uphill, right? Yeah, he was straight uphill. I was... Trying to get situated, and um, I was just kind of squatted down on the ground. And yeah, he was sitting right up on top of this little mountain ridge and um, sitting perfect, just looking at us. It was, it played out really nice. I there was another buck that I passed to pick for that one, and um, I think the other one might have been a little bigger, but this one was just kind of had a history with me, so I went after that one. But it was a really cool to shoot the muzzle loader. Gunworks had a muzzle loader and. You know, you can actually put a scope on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that was kind of cool because you know it was a further shot and stuff. But uh, no, it was a it was a great hunt. I've been dying to to get that tag. I think it took me six years. So oh, jeez, seven years. Yeah, yeah. I want to tell you what though. I mean, I think you know we follow you, and you you said like the other buck you passed on was like close to one ninety or something, and this was yeah. in Utah. People want to know. Where in Utah were you hunting? I mean, that's that, those nice deer there. I know, I know. That was um, that was South Utah. That was with Color Country Outfitters down in the. I think it's in out in Utah. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah. When you say the most wanted list, okay, let's talk about that for a second. Is that like the most? wanted desirable animals to hunt for you in your opinion or is it like you know national averages yeah i mean define the most wanted list to us in your opinion what you mean by that um well so the show kind of started out a little bit different because we were a lot newer to hunting then um especially with the girls and stuff that we started out with and then i took over uh ownership of the show and kind of changed it to like what what are our hunts for the year? Like, what do we want to do? What do we want to put in for? You know, what would we like to go after? Um, kind of like our yearly, like, most wanted things that we want. So, mm. like, you know, if, if next year you're like, man, I would love to draw, you know, a Utah mule deer muzzleloader hunt. Mm. So I've been putting it in for it every year. I finally drew it. So it may not get, we may not get our hunt every year that we want, but every year, like, my the one thing I want every year is an elk like that. I don't even care. I just mm-hmm. like, that's my most wanted every year. So, um, sometimes it'll be someone's first animal in general. It'll be their first white tail or mule deer or elk or, you know, first caribou or, um, you know, first sturgeon that they catch or it's kind of like something that you've never done or you want to do every year. 
um, what is it that you want to do every year. So whether it's your fifth elk like mine every year, that is my most wanted every year is to shoot an elk because it's my favorite thing to hunt. You bet. There you go. <laughs> hey, we've got to leave it right there. Uh, we're talking with Chrissy Lee Cook or Travis actually said that Chrissy Lee Cook or is going to be on this week's show. I said, or who? He's, no, no, that's his last name. Anyhow, we've been talking with Christy Lee Cook, or, and uh, she is a host of the Most Wanted list on Sportsman Channel Sundays at 12 o'clock. Uh, and this has been presented by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Again, Miss Christy, uh, all of you and your hubbies, adventures, the Most Wanted list, everything you guys have coming up. Uh, a lot of great hunts this fall as well to come. Work can we find you guys online? You can find us um, our website, themostwantedlist.com, or you can find um, all of our handles is kind of the most wanted list is straight across the board for Facebook and Instagram. And then uh, mine, Christy Lee Cook or Christy Lee 15 on Instagram. And then my husband's is Crotax Predator Hunting. Oh, there you go. All right, Jimbo, who we got coming up hey, next? Hey, coming up next, we've got Steve Nessel. He's a marketing manager at Yamaha Motor Corporation. That's right. Miss Christy Lee Cook, God bless you. Thanks for coming on, girl. Thank you guys so much. I had a good talk with y'all. Let's get a little mud on the tires. Steve Nessel, Yamaha Motorsports Group Marketing Manager, will feed a little speed to our off-road rides when Jim and Trav return. Ooh, nice. Steve Nessel's on deck. Steve Nessel has a beard. Steve Nessel's really tall. He's like a giraffe. Hey, 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 insults will get you nowhere. (laughs) Recently, we asked if you thought we'd been really awesome these past few months. You guys have been really awesome these last few months. And you agreed. So for even more awesome, check out JimandTrav.com and stay tuned because the Super Duper Awesome Show will continue right after these short messages. Any adventure, any task, any time, there's a Yamaha Utility ATV for any ride and any rider. See the full lineup at YamahaMotorsports.com. Adventure seekers can start with the trail-tested capability and comfort of the Yamaha Grizzly lineup. For the ultimate in midsize ATV performance, check out the Yamaha Kodiak 450. And for those who mix work and pleasure, the Yamaha Kodiak 700 line devours chores and leaves room for adventure. Find your utility ATV at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. ATVs are recommended for use only by riders aged 16 years and older. ATVs can be hazardous to operate. Yamaha recommends an approved training course. For safety and training information, see your dealer or call 1-800-887-2887. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Today, it's Tour de Forest. Now, please welcome Mr. Steve Nessel, Marketing Manager at Yamaha Motor Corporation. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we are back. We're talking Tour de Forest on this week's show. And uh, before the break, we had Christy Lee Cook. And she has a program called The Most Wanted List. But our next guest, man, he is most wanted in practically every post office in the country. That's right. He is of average height. He has impeccable (laughs) facial hair. And sometimes he reheats things. That's Steve Nessel. He's the marketing manager at Yamaha Motor Motor Corporation. Uh, Mr. Steve, as I butcher that, how's it going, buddy? Oh, my goodness. Easy for you to say him so much. 
lack of context. I mean, all, you just regurgitate a bunch of things that are inside jokes, and we're probably going to fill the gaps here. But how are you guys doing? <laughs> we're doing great. We're doing pretty good. You know, we're really good at making mediocre, lackluster conversation. And intros last a long time. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we do. All right, so let's get into this. Let's talk about lackluster performance for a second. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> and what comes to mind, Steve Nessel? No, no, crazy. Uh, you know, we were honored having you in our home state had big banners out and stuff no you came here a couple weeks ago there was a little bit of a cold spell it wasn't nearly what you guys were hoping for you're hunting with uh, uh wade middleton and you had a uh, scott newby a couple people out there what were the conditions like it was boggy wasn't it yeah they got some rain um coming into kansas a few weeks back and it, i guess it really needed it but it made it very challenging um condition wise uh, just because everything was slippery and sloppy getting to stands and getting to hunt areas. Um, and they, in there, we were, we were hunting outside of, uh, uh, Baldwin City. And it was, it was a weird deal. A little bit, it was cool, but not as cool as Kansas could be. I've sat in, can I've sat in a tree in Kansas when it was in the teens and even lower than that. And this was lows of 40. So oh, wow. it, yeah. it was almost warm. It felt warm, even though it was cool compared to what they had been experiencing. So with some rain, with a little bit of cooling off, we'd hope to see the deer get up off their feet. And and for the most part, they didn't. Um, to be honest, there were a few daylight, um, you know, shooter bucks, but it, not what you'd probably expect for, you know, almost coming into the rut in Kansas. We saw some some early rut behavior and activity, but I, for me, first time I've been in a tree all year, so I was not going to complain. Just to get out. And uh, potentially amongst them was uh, was my goal. Yeah, well, you know, the interesting part about uh, hunting, not only just here in Kansas, but other places, is just being there. You know, you, you've got uh, the camaraderie of uh, of Wade and, uh, and of course, Steve. And so you're, you're Steve. He is Steve. He, he does Steve. like himself, though. Scotty, though. Yeah, Scotty. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the other it folks was... that you hunt with, the guys and outfitters, you know, it's kind of like old home week. And, uh, you know, of course, when you get out there, my gosh, if you see anything, you think it's great. Yeah, it, it was actually a really cool setup. We had we had some of the new R-Maxes on trailers off the back of our trucks to, to basically offload and, and take us to and from the stand. And uh, in some cases, we, we, need them. we were going to need them if we were going to harvest a deal. But to your point, uh, being in a quote-unquote camp, this one was cool. It was unique. It, we stayed out of a, of a motel mm. um, that was basically taken over by hunters every year at this time of year. The the hosts are super, they're welcoming. Um, we did what we called sidewalk meals at night when everybody got back, and you just kind of, you talk about your day, you talk about your hunt, and uh, you look forward to tomorrow while you get some grub. And um, I don't know, I spread my gear out all over the hotel. It was, it, was, it was different for me, which is very, very cool. And to your point of having other hunters around, not just Wade and Scott, but a bunch of others that were in the other rooms of the motel and heading off in their different directions every evening, um, cool vibe and just fun to be out again. Yeah, now you're down here and you haven't been able to get out as, as much as you usually do. A lot of anticipation. What action you did see? Were you you happy? What what, what did you see when you're on stand? Uh, didn't see a lot the first two nights. Yeah, we, uh, we had um, we had the Stomp Sisters, I called them, in front of us because <laughs> for whatever reason, these two does from three does and a and a little button buck would come in and they didn't even know where we were and couldn't tell who we were. If they thought they were looking in our right direction, they just come into our area and start stomping, which mm. after two nights, I was ready to go to a different spot. So <laughs> we, uh, we made, we made plans to go to a different location. And actually that night they had a, a good deer that had been on camera during daylight hours. The last few days he'd, he'd gone MIA and shown back up. So I was hoping to see him and, 
and I did. Um, unfortunately for me, it didn't, it didn't turn out the way that I would hope. And I think you guys are going to probably ask me some follow up here. Yeah. Let me tell the whole story, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. We want to hear the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> We're leading up well, to I that mean, part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was hot with a bow, obviously. Uh, yeah. and I did everything right. I mean, I even, my biggest concern um, coming into Kansas and hunting in areas where maybe the deer aren't as on alert. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I wanted to be quiet. I wanted to be good. I wanted to be a, get on draw and not have the deer, you know, freak out, not have them feel like something was about to go down. And I did that. And I was super proud of myself. Unfortunately, when it came time to let the arrow fly, I was woefully off target. I was great left to right, but for some reason, and it's 100% on me because I practiced coming in and I was dialed, is it was way high, probably six to eight inches higher wow. than I would like to have hit. Oh, wow. And uh, so we... Uh, I knew it just almost immediately. The camera guy thought it wasn't that bad. We we looked around for an arrow. We saw that it had just gone into the deer, not all the way through, not a clean pass through. So we looked a tiny bit that night. We didn't want to push it in case uh, it was somewhere in the in nearby. But we were looking for a lighted knock. Didn't see anything. Backed out. Looked on a big screen. Saw that I was super super high. Just a horrible shot. I mean, I own it. It's it was my fault and. Uh, we went out the next morning to look and, and spent, you know, several hours without, didn't see any signs. So we, uh, we got out of there and I, I was licking my wounds. Um, just super mad at myself. It wasn't, it, it wasn't the equipment. It was me. I mean, I, I had the best equipment and I practiced and it just happens. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was funny. It'd be sitting in a truck or outside the hotel room and occasionally I would just let out a curse word because I was so disappointed in <laughs> myself. Um, just down, but, Luckily, and, and a lot of guys, the outfitter, Wade, guys who are, that are more experienced at this than me were like, a deer's going to live. And I'm, I wanted to believe him, yeah. uh, even though I know he's super mad at me. But <laughs> lo and behold, two nights later, that deer showed up on trail camp. Less money at the Waffle House and more money out here. <laughs> proving grounds. All right. So Steve Nessel, the marketing manager at Yamaha Motor Corporation. He's currently getting ready to go down to Texas to rattle in a big buck. Uh, to learn more about you guys, where do we have to head to online, sir? Just head to YamahaMotorsports.com. All right, and this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out. Like Steve said, YamahaMotorsports.com. Mr. Steve, God bless you. We love you, buddy. Always a good time, guys. Thanks a lot. Can I borrow your internet? JimandTrav.com. Everything outdoors is right there. Stay tuned. The revolution will return right after this. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to balance7.com. That's balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to balance7.com. Use the code word AL. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. 
Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim! With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak! I do have new shorts. <laughs> well, I got Hollywood legs. I, I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. You know, I learned a heck of a lot from old Dudley Phelps with uh, Mossy Oak's tree stuff. Yep, he's the tree, <laughs> Mossy Oak tree stand guy. Uh, the gamekeepers of Mossy Oak. We also had Christy Lee Cook, uh, the most wanted list. And who else, Jimbo? Steve Nessel. He is the marketing manager for Yamaha Motor Corporation. Exactly. Last word, big guy. Last word is, you know, we had a great time voting on Tuesday. But the fact of the matter is, we got a long ways to go to get back. So just pray for your your government, pray for your representatives and senators, and most of all, pray for us because that's it. All right, so yes, and uh, get outdoors this weekend, hammer home uh, firearm safety, and really meditate hard on what Jimbo just said. (laughs) It might take till next week to figure it out. Uh, So we we will return next week, boys and girls. Peace out. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. That's right. All right, God bless you in the USA. Talk to you later.